in three, two, one. We're live. Shop class podcast. We got a special night. We got Matthew uh, Bloomquest, Matthew Barbacek, Duke, and Nick. And uh, we're going to talk about the um, specifically. We're going to talk about the. Uh, 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 it's like the wall assembly. Let's see. It's called the uh, wall assembly Sweet 16. Uh, and we've got a judge in here. Matt was one of the judges and uh, uh, Barbacek was a participant, his student. So, Matt, what, you know, let's start with this. First of all, fine home building uh, is like an old magazine, right? This is okay. We just went over this, but just kind of give us, you know, for someone. Yeah, so anybody that's like home building, whatever. Fine Home Building Magazine is on their 40th year anniversary this year. So I got they, they started like right around like when I was born, like literally like so there I'm 40 years old. Um, so they, they've joined in and become like teamed up with um, BS and Beer, which BS and Beer is Building Science and Beer show, which was OK. So BS and Beer was like a grassroots movement up in Maine where some builders just wanted to get together, talk about building better, building science, better building efficiency, sustainability, blah, 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 things like that. Well, um, they started, I forget how they, I think they, they started doing like a, uh, a show or a podcast. Well, a couple of them had podcasts. I don't know. So anyways, some of the builders in Kansas city area got to know these guys and, same time I was getting to know these people and um, they're like, Oh, we should start a BS and beer in Kansas city. So they asked Mike and Emily and Dan and all these guys that kind of started this one up in Maine. And they're like, uh, Hey, do you mind if we do a BS and beer in Kansas city? And, you know, they're like, sure, whatever we, you know, this isn't anything real official. It's, you know, just, it was kind of a, like a fun hangout thing. Well, thanks to COVID, they, so what they do is they 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 host little kind of like what we do right now, bring in a special yeah. guest. Someone comes and talks about you know efficiency, wall assemblies, you know what what sustainability, you know carbon. Is this the, is this the Kansas City one? How do I get to that this, one? This is the official BS and Beer show. So right. what happened was COVID hit, and they couldn't do these BS and Beer gatherings anymore. Right? We couldn't go anywhere to gather and meet. And Kansas City had just started their club or group or whatever. And, you know, Tra who is Tra Travis. And Travis, like, I remember talking to him about it. Uh, he's like, man, I don't know what to do. I'm like, go online. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about that. That's not my thing. He's not a tech guy. And, uh, and actually that picture right there, the, the blower door on the left, uh, that's my students when Jake came and did a blower door test. But um, so – uh bs and beer up in maine they they hosted they're like well let's host a bs and beer show like you know let's all jump on zoom because you know zoom last march april may was a big thing so let's just jump on zoom and invite everybody on kind of like what we do on here everybody can jump on and talk and whatever and well each week they're like oh you guys should do that again okay let's do it again Let, let's do that again do it again and then Kansas City would host a show, and um, I think Chattanooga, Nathan Chattanooga, he would host a show. And wow, this is cool. And so it, it through COVID, this thing caught a lot of ground and attention. So there, I mean, they have like I'd say thirty-five to fifty-five people in the audience every single time. 
Wow. And so, and you know, we've all gotten to know who it is. We know the names of each other, blah, blah, blah. So they, you know, partnered and a couple of these guys had written articles for fine home building and green building advisor and all this. So they teamed up, you know, and it was getting so much traction, fine home building, you know, probably was like, Hey, we should probably be a part of this as well, you know, cause yeah. it was just so, it was so much good content. Like it was a ridiculous, like, and Barbara check follows a lot of these people on Instagram and he can, he can test the good content that's on Instagram. Well, now it's getting put into like an hour and a half long show, you know, kind of like we do. And so uh, fine home building teamed up with them, became their media sponsor. So now they could use fine home building zoom account to host and have an audience and better features and you know it, it became a little bit more of a professionally put together thing even though it's still very laid back and relaxed kind of thing and i mean they, each week they have amazing topics um they then post it to instagram or sorry youtube i believe or at least on the fine home building website uh, yeah it's been so it, it took off covid made it take off and it's yeah, it was, awesome. yeah. Phil's it accelerated the growth. I mean, we were headed that way anyway, you know, uh, online rather than. Oh yeah. Paper. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I mean, person is like the most expensive way to get together. It's good, but it's just, that's, uh, you know, it's kind of unrealistic when you have, I mean, te television figured this out years ago. They were like, Oh, we'll just sell everybody these little TV sets for their house. You know, we, we, this is just a smaller version of the television. That's all. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's yeah, it, that, that's how it all kicked off. And last year, since there was no sports, there's no March Madness. Travis in Kansas City is a basketball fan. He's like, hey, let's do a sweet 16 tournament wall assembly with all these all right. you know, Instagram people and stuff. And then it just Here went it crazy. Is. Here's so, the Sweet 16, just like yeah, so, teams. So this year, they weren't going to do it because it was a lot of work for Travis and Joe to mess with. Well, Connor came in, and we all know Connor. You know, we're friends with Connor here and stuff. And Connor convinced Travis, "Hey, let's do a student-based one." And Travis was like, "Ah, I don't know, I don't know." Travis and Connor's like, "Dude, I'll take care of everything." Travis, of course, like, "Okay, fine, you do it. Got it." So Connor put all this together and I mean, just freaking nailed it. And they pulled together all these judges. And like I said, I, I, I felt like the freshman getting pulled up to the uh, varsity team amongst these people and stuff. Who's this guy? Right? <laughs> so all these people on here, I mean, are amazing. Either architects, building science guys, girls, um, Mark, Mike Gurton, a, amazing builder and fine home building guy. I mean, just, he's a freaking rocks, you know, he, he's like a, yeah, uh, he's a celebrity, you know, in, in our world. And, uh, so since I was a part of it last year and, uh, you know, I had students and so that's kind of how I got tied into doing this and it was awesome. Like, I mean, I probably learned just as much being a judge as anybody else watching. It's, I mean, it's, Wow, that's cool. That's a, that's that's saying a lot. Yeah, and then these sponsors there in the middle—that's that's teaching right there. Like on years that I learn a lot, I'm just like, man, this, this job's amazing. You know, like helping. Yeah. The it's not just that; it's you get to learn stuff. You know, I think I yeah. got 
uh, this year I learned a lot about on sheep and I learned, I mean, I'm sure everybody learned a lot, but anyway, yeah. So that's cool. Now what, now what are these, uh, uh, criteria things? Okay. So over here, the students, so like Barbara check students, you know, they, they took this rubric grading, judging rubric and uh, we based it off of judging off performance, buildability, durability, embodied carbon, cost, and life cycle analysis. Um, now, embodied carbon and life cycle analysis was kind of tough. It's it, it it's just becoming I don't know. It, it's kind of subjective. It's also kind of you can put numbers to it, which they're starting to do, and they and they did this for the final four, which was really cool and really interesting. Like. It was so awesome. Like it's real intriguing. Um, These are off the chart. Well, it's because they didn't, they didn't vote. They didn't vote. Oh, I thought because that was that, that's the thing. Because no, nobody knows how. Like, and we, we, you'll have to watch the replay of the conversation. Okay. Because um, Christine and then uh, Williamson and Chris. Uh, I think his last name's Magwood. He, um, he was the one who did the embodied carbon like analysis which is like this new software program they're using. I think it's called Beam and stuff. But anyways, it was really cool. I mean, it was super interesting. It's, you know, they're trying to find a way to truly measure embodied carbon and the carbon, you know, carbon footprint and blah, 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 things like that, you know, which what is going to be a big deal. Like, like, is it, what it, how much carbon it took to make the thing or how much it traps or? All of it. Okay. Like, okay. It's, okay. I, I'm not going to lie. I, yeah. I get it, but I don't. Yeah, Barbara check and you watched it like to get your head around that conversation was yeah it was it was a good conversation it was a little intense I guess you could say but I mean it was it was a lot of professionals just like throwing out stuff and you're just like whoa like okay so steam engine high carbon electric train low carbon but it took a lot to make that electric train because it's got a lot of copper in the windings of the motor, whereas the steam train probably has no co copper and it's a lower cost device, although it burns a lot over time. So you have to make this judgment. Is that kind of how crazy? Yeah. It so, and, and that's what and that's what it came down to. It was one of these things where, and really, they just kind of wanted to show and measure like the obvious things using certain things that was kind of the obvious okay this is better but but then you know it, it's and we won't get into it on here but because okay. the because okay. the argument can be like okay well i just use this wood fiber exterior insulation board which is super awesome for environment but for me to get it, it maybe it had to come from washington yeah. or oregon That's but i can get diesel truck i'm getting yeah, or I can get something else that just comes, you know, uh, from Kentucky, which is a couple states away. Well, maybe it was worse, but transportation is like building and transportation are like the two big uh, horrible people in, you know, for pumping carbon into the atmosphere and all this stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if as soon as you, pro, yeah, so it's yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Did, did, did Tesla trucks drive the, insulation no. to me or but then what's it take to build the tesla truck or it, right. it's yeah, like, and that's where the conversation just keeps on yeah. going and yeah. um but it was still it was really cool i mean it, it was the idea was to get the com get this into the conversation and they definitely did it and it was awesome it was this is what drive 
change anyway. <laughs> that, that was the other that was the other half of the argument. <laughs> so you could have like carbon fiber automobiles, but no every car is gonna cost a hundred grand. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. And th and then the argument comes, well, if you really want to be good about this, don't build anything. Right. So yeah. you know, it which was part of the why the retrofit did so well because well, now you're taking this, you know, buildings in New York City and making them better. They're already there. You're not Yeah. You're not using any more land. You're you know, it's it's multiple families live in it. So, you know, it, it kind of, it, it entitled, it brought it all in. It was cool. It was fun. Like the kids learned a lot. The judges were amazing. Like there was awesome sponsors. There's awesome prizes. Connor did a bang up job there. We're already talking about doing a third annual and, you know, whether it's student involved or a, a student and a professional involved one retrofit one. It, we don't know. It's, um, I bet to the yeah. retro, it's kind of interesting. You know, uh, Empire State Building has done a, like stellar work in that department. They're super efficient, but they're as efficient as they can be considering they were designed in 1933. So there's only so much you can do. But yeah, and they do weird things like, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard some buildings will take in steam. Oh, I think um, – we had a guest on here that said they take in steam so they can make their own power because they want to be more efficient at, at creating power instead of, you know, so there's a lot of ways to skin the cat. And that's what I like about it. Cause basically what you're teaching is engineering. It's the power to weight ratio that cannot be bought. You have to design this. This is tough work. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to make it bigger or thicker or easier or cost more. No, cause you're trying to drive the cost down. You can't make it lighter because then it doesn't work, you know. So like, there's this power to weight ratio that always is a battle. Um, but there are computers getting better at this, like regenerative or generative design, which like does a an AI thing to figure it out. It's crazy. Um, let me ask you this, uh, uh, Barbara Check. Which which one is yours here? In the let's start at the back here. Can we follow your journey? Uh, I don't know. I don't think mine's on there. No, yeah. So Barber check. Okay, so it was supposed to be Sweet Sixteen. As you can see, there's only eight. Okay. So we actually had nine submittals. Barber check students being one. So Barber checks kids sent in the their mobile sauna wall assembly, oh, yeah. okay. which was, I mean, w was definitely acceptable for this. What we did, like, I mean, it, we're talking same material, same style. I mean, there's, you know, there's some walls in here that were very could be compared to what Barbara check said. Um, but since obviously they would be the odd person and theirs was such an, a unique, not, not that the wall assembly was overly unique, but they had been judging it on the use of a unique situation rather than just, you know, normal living occupancy. They decided to go ahead and take theirs out of the competition to make the pairings and stuff. So it was one of those things where, their assembly got a lot of praise and everything from, you know, Travis and the people, you know, those guys. And, um, and like I said, Barbara checks kids came around, came away with a nice little prize package, nice. uh, you know, for the, for them and, uh, you know, tons in which was probably from, one of the biggest the gifts. The list. Yeah. From the sponsors, like few of the sponsors, fine home building gave the, all the students yes. a rock wool, um, is sending, sending them stuff. Um, 
That's awesome. Um, wow, just for participating. Yeah, the uh, intelligent membranes, which I'm just becoming familiar with, is supposed to send them stuff. And then um, Fine Home Building Magazine gave the students all free online subscriptions for, I'm guessing, for like a year or whatever, which, wow. I mean, it, I mean, if you get on there and go digging through all that, I mean, that's there's a 40 years of knowledge sitting there, yeah, plus everything yeah, that comes I'm out. I'm kind of jealous of that. I'm going to have to steal their login info or something. <laughs> do? Yeah. I, I could probably. <laughs> the kids got the access. I'm like, Gabe, give me your password. <laughs> I, check, I could probably get it for you if if you want. I could probably. I could probably. Yeah, I, I don't. It's not like a major thing. It's probably one of those things. Um, I figured that I figured that would be the case. You know, I figured it wouldn't be too much of an ask to say, "Hey, I'd like that," but it's also not much of an ask for Gabe and I to hear the same account. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But instead of like the- one more email they have to check if what? if it's a horse apiece, then unless unless you think that's inappropriate, then I won't do that. But. No, no, I I, I could I, I could say something like, "Hey," because because here's the thing: I pull off. I have one of my own. I've had for years. Mm-hmm. I pull stuff off there all the time for. Cause you can print off like PDFs of the article, just like the article that you searched. Yeah. You know, for me, I was, I, I did, cause we did a, um, Oh, our attic ventilation detail that Mike Gurton did. And I printed that off and we, you know, showed the kids and that's what we did and stuff. You know, it's it, but yeah, I could, I could, it, it wouldn't be a hard, I, I don't think it'd be a hard, uh, flex to get. <laughs> like, um, I, I think they'd be pretty willing to, help out and stuff. And really, I mean, cause I, they offered, uh, they offered my students one whenever during COVID, um, I got asked to be on a, a panel with, uh, at the time, Justin, who was the, uh, head editor for, um, fine home building. I was on there with a few other shop teachers, um, or construction teachers, I guess, um, giving them some insight on what they could maybe do to help out during COVID times. And they gave, I don't know if any of my students took advantage of it, but they gave any of my students that wanted a free subscription, a year subscription. So nice. like I said, like I said, it's, it's putting in an email. <laughs> it's, I, I wouldn't think yeah. they would. So I'll ask for you, Matt. Like I said, worst they say is no. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I'd probably use it. Yeah. I, I get journal light construction. Um, but to be honest, I haven't used their online stuff. I don't know if you do you get their Mac that subscription. I just started getting theirs. I've used their online stuff for a while, and I just started getting their magazine. Like I, I like theirs. There, I mean, they have this stuff too. But like, I feel like they get a little deeper into even the business side of things too. Like they do, yeah. There, there's a lot of like project management and business side of stuff. That's I seem to find myself going there for a lot of stuff like that. It's a bit over students' heads, you know. It's kind of yeah. like it's a, bit, a lot, quite a bit over my head, you know, and like yeah. a lot of it. But it is, I don't know. I think I like the cleanliness of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a good publication. Like it's, um, you're not like distracted by a bunch of pop-ups when you flip through the magazine, and it's a good magazine. And um, they seem to cat archive their stuff pretty well digitally as well. Um, but. Sometimes I like having the physical magazine as well. You know, it's it's nice to have uh, media that's not uh, connected to every other form of media. Sometimes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I mean, I grew up reading, uh, you know, Road and Track magazine, you know, yeah, I, and then Hot Rod magazine. And, man, I got and Grassroots Motorsports was fantastic for ideas. The first car I ever bought was uh, because of an because of one page article in Grassroots Motorsports. So that's all it takes is like somebody with a really good article giving you a tip and then you're like man i gotta do that just that inspiration you know so i know it's a different topic but same idea you know th these magazines are made by people that are passionate and they're trying to help out you know yeah and what's cool is now and like the part i i think i've benefited from the most and this and for me it started through the instagram and connected with you guys was the networking like this put barber checks kids on their radar um you know like my name I, you know you you go on findhomebuilding.com you can probably type my name up and it'll pop up in three different things article you know so like i i know these people personally now where i'm on an email chain with them at the moment like it's the the networking was amazing like i mean they put you know dylan the winner his name is in these people's conversations you know thomas my former student you know his name pops up now and he he's met steve basic and jake bruton um you know down in columbia missouri and stuff you know so they you know if they go looking for people to try to hire they're like you know hey let's call you know, barber check students that, that, you know, Gabe, he did this, you know, he put in something or let's call Matt students, you know, Thomas, he, he put in an assembly that got the final four. And I mean, the networking, not only to those judges and people, but to the companies, you know, T stud, which is a big time up and comer and getting really hot in this arena. Um, Oh, uh, we'll find home building, um, you know, Huber wood, rock wool, you know, it's, I mean, to be able to reach out now and be like, Hey, I, you know, my students did this, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're going to be doing this project. Do you think you guys could help out? I mean, having the ability to confidently go and ask those people that stuff now, just through this connection, that's, that's big time. I think. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'll have to listen to this episode. I'm going to get into this. I, yes, I, I'm excited because you know, off topic, but like I, you know, I I haven't bought a house yet. So I, I want to like, I'm screw it. I want to buy a piece of land and build something. It sounds more fun. You know, I mean, I could be yeah. wrong. <laughs> it could be worse. Well, well, you know, and you know, I, Barbara Check, you probably guys haven't gotten to do this yet, of course, but. You know, like we started doing blower door tests and stuff with all this building science stuff. And when you can start actually measuring how good you built something, like a uh, granite, yes, test of time is one thing, of course, you know, a structure that stands and survives, you know, obviously. But now that we can say we built this really tight house and we did a blower door test to prove it, or, you know, or they, they ran this embodied carbon analysis on it or the thermal i thought the thermal things enrico did barber check i thought that was the i was blown away because just way he hit like they took like thomas's wall for example and they're like okay if you switch like these two things in it it just made it like this much better and it was just like what, part of the contest someone thought of that yeah Which so one? the final 
the final four, they ran the embodied carbon and they ran the um, thermal performance. And uh, yeah, it was it, like, when you guys get to watch the replay, you'll see all that. And like, I thought that was the wow. coolest part. What do you think? So they figured out a way to, oh, go ahead, Robert. Go ahead. Yeah, again, quite a bit of it I felt was over my head or like a lot to digest. But uh, it just goes to show the potential of, one, our content areas as far as overlapping. Like I'm pretty sure some, like I know a few science teachers who would have like been like, oh, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like listening to that conversation. Um, and so I think that's really cool. And then it also goes to show the, the aptitude that our students can comprehend. Like when I was listening to that conversation, like I, it really leveled the playing field between me and the students who are producing this content that we're looking at right now. And, um, that's not like, I never view that as a highly unlevel playing field either, uh, or frequently, but I do think that as a teacher, like it's good to be humbled every, frequently because you are constantly in a, in a position of authority and that, and that can be uh, toxic and detrimental. And so when you, when we realize like the brain power, the teenage brain, and I know some of these were college students, but, but even still uh, is, is that powerful? It's, it's, it just, in a way it makes you frustrated that you feel, you realize everything else is an underperformance. You know what I mean? Like this is, uh, so I was just, I, I was floored that we were, uh, breaching on the fringes of my comprehension of all this stuff. Um, and students were like, knee waist chest deep in it and there and and it's it's not just scientific i mean it's it's freaking societal too you, you know the whole debate about global warming and you know how much carbon goes into stuff and how much carbon comes out you know it, it it's just the whole educational experience right there and it was just that's the part i'm super impressed by that's awesome yeah that was uh, that like I'm. I think my exact quote was when they asked me to vote. I'm like, dude, my brain is fried. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was so cool. So it was kind of funny that you know, for me, I grew up. I was the jock. I mean, it wasn't like the asshole jock, but like I wasn't the nerdy guy. School, school is just school. Is something I had to do because that's you go to school, you get your grades, and you do your sports and what you know, parents don't get mad at you and ground you. Right. And like, and these people are just at it. Like they're nerdy about it. Like, you know, like Emily and them, I mean, they, that's what they say, you know, get nerdy about it and stuff. And like, like Barbara check was saying, like it was, I mean, I got it. I understood what they're saying. It was so awesome, but it was still like almost mind blowing to, I don't know. It, it was, it was impressive, man. It, it, it it definitely challenged it and that just that i don't know 15 minutes of those presentations was like sitting through in a good way like probably a week's worth of grad school topic 
lectures or you know presentations. I mean, it was that it was it was very condensed in a very good manner too. I mean, I don't know. It was, but like the the mental capacity for me. I mean, that's what it was like doing. I, I mean, it was like, that's awesome. oh my gosh, this is. And I mean, I'm, I was like writing, you know, trying to take mental notes and write down notes because one of the the one they're talking about my former students, we're going to be building a wall very similar to that. Well, they're like, okay, well, if you change from rock wool insulation in the insulated tea studs to the bare naked tea studs and put in cellulose, well, now your moisture content is get, like, there was a slight, there could be a slight problem with moisture, with condensation. They're like, well, that takes care of all that and fixes this. And then embodied carbon analysis came up like, yeah, if you switch the cellulose, it drops it like this much. And I was just like, switching like one material is or add half a more inch to the outside ex the external insulation like improves it by this much more it's just like a half an inch but you know you wrap, wrap that all the way around a house that's a lot of square footage but dude it was it was cool man i i, I was awesome. i mean it, you know it's it's inspiring but then on a practical level like this house is not insulated and I can feel the wind go through and my, I have to crank the heat way up and that's costing me money, which then I have to burn more hydrocarbons because I don't have solar panels. And so times me, I'm probably like one of a billion people that have to do the same thing, living in houses that are not insulated properly. And so you're talking how many how many, how much money you're talking? Because it's per month. I'm probably paying an extra hundred dollars a month per month. And it's not a big house. This place is literally, it's literally a garage with an apartment above. It's a carriage house. So like, so like this is, this you is know, important I, work. What I liked about that and the t topic too, because I agree completely with you, Ron. And I got a similar house and you know, so you think I'm going to improve it and you think I'm going to, Ooh, spray foams a really good product. You know what I mean? And then I, I wasn't aware that the potential to buy a, a building product that takes more energy than it will save over the course of its lifetime is, is like pretty realistic. Like, oh. it, you know, and like marketing would have you believe otherwise, of course. Right. You know, so, so I didn't realize that, and then, yeah, just to just to better equip myself with that knowledge of because because like I teach in a pretty conservative area, so like unfortunately, being green is you know leftist liberal crazy shit. You but gotta be, you got to be green. <laughs> yeah, that's the not, other. Yeah, not green. Yeah. Green. <laughs> Even though none of us are here, but. Um, <laughs> Everybody cares it's about not green. That That's bad. not political. <laughs> Nobody um, cares about not, green. <laughs> uh, and it's not like super bad, but it's it is just like you gotta like I don't know. Sometimes it feels like you gotta dance around it, but it's much it's easier to present as what well, no, it just costs this much energy to produce. And and when you have I think I did find when I was doing like research on here, like the embodied carbon database that they were referencing, you know, and the fact that some things take carbon out of the atmosphere and it just that cause and effect thinking. That's the point I'm trying to make here is there's a lot of knowledge that we teach that isn't exactly cause and effect. Like we don't know the cause and effect of the 
um, quadratic equation. You know, like what does that really cause? What does that really affect? But this type of knowledge is more like here and now, this knowledge is being used on this application. What is the cause and effect of using your spray foam product or using a product that has to be shipped across the country or using, you know, and I really appreciated that. That was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, now how, how do they do the calculations? This is my, you know, total naive. I don't like, you know, like when we do, when I do car stuff, like I, or even like I'm working on this product that I've been working on. And when I work with this student, I say, okay, is it going to bend? And we feel it, you know, we check, we check it, but I go, Hey, what if we go up to half inch steel instead of quarter inch steel, what's going to happen? And he's like, well, I would normally think, oh, we'll have to get that actual piece of steel. He's like, no, we'll simulate it. So he goes online to or to SolidWorks and he simulates it, and we look at the bend fact. What do you do here? Like, how do you know which one is more efficient? What do you? Um, so, Enrico, who is with Emu, um, like they do pass half training. He's the one that did the thermal. Thing. And there's a whole bunch of things you can use. There's like Woofy, which is super confusing for the non-professional. Um, so I've been told, and I've never messed with it. Um, but there, there's a whole bunch of programs that will do this thermal. Like they, they, they have set things of materials that they know will perform certain ways or whatever. And they just either plug it into the software and, and, the I don't have the diagram pictures, but it, it it shows you know warm on this side, cold on this side, and then the color spectrum goes through or oh, doesn't wow. go through or whatever. So that was really cool. Um, and then the carbon embodiment is new software. I think they call it Beam. Um, so they're still building their database of because companies are material product companies are starting to put out this and you know these carbon analysis that they had done and stuff to so they could put it into this beam um software and you know softwares like it or whatever so that's how they figured all that stuff out for us um but did the students give you a number like an efficiency no. number? okay the no. judges would would do this yeah so oh, judges wise we just we just picked like all right, we think really we just compared it one to the other. Like, okay, building A is probably better than building B on the carbon footprint. Okay. And then, but for the final four contestants, then they did the actual analysis of those wall assemblies and kicked out some actual data, which was really cool. And then, of course, then, you know, the debate probably got going a little longer than it should on whether you could really rely on that data because of topics we've already discussed. But at least you had something, you're still comparing them all the same way, right? I mean, you know, it was still a fair comparison, whether it's truly an accurate comparison and, you know, can maybe somebody can, they're going to argue. But as far as comparing it from A to B to C to D, they were all judged the same on that part. part. So it, it, was, it was really cool. Like I said, it's one of those things I think we're going to see that get refined over the years. That's becoming a very big deal in importance. Um, and, they, you know, one of their big things was also just bringing the awareness about, hey, we know this is better. Why not do it because it's better kind of thing? You know, that was kind of one of the arguments like, okay, yes, maybe it's not perfect, but you know, it's better. It's, you know, like 
It's like your diet. <laughs> like you're going to go eat McDonald's or you're going to eat Subway. All right. Yeah. It's both fast food, but let's face it, you know, eating, you know, sandwich or with, you know, lettuce or whatever, you know, vegetables and stuff compared to a Big Mac is probably going to be better for you. And we know that. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of, it's kind of one of those things like it, you know, it, it they kind of wanted to prove the point that there is better ways of doing things. We know this, that part of it's proven, whether you think this system is right or wrong, you know? So that was, like I said, the, the conversation on that one can go on forever, but it's just, it was cool though. Like the students, I mean, I was impressed. Like Matt said, sorry, my kids are being loud. I was impressed that, you know, students are thinking about this and comprehending it and putting it in there and, yeah, I mean, I, I I wouldn't have been doing it that that age. So that's wild. So can you tell? Can you give us a walkthrough of the winner real quick? Like why? You know, maybe some points on like why? You know, why this was the winner? Okay, so and Barbara Kachuk could probably help. He watched this part too. So one of the big things was they really liked the well. One of the arguments came up in the body carbon thing was technically we shouldn't be doing anything right? Like, don't use anything. Don't build anything. You're not, you're not taking away from force. You're not producing what, whatever. Right. So what, what they, he got kind of big points for the fact that he, him, the, this team of students, you know, retrofitted a building that already exists and improved it like significantly would have improved its performance. Um, and in a, responsible you know in a responsible way to the earth environment and all that, that kind of stuff um so that that got a lot of bonus points but ultimately it just came down to judges like what's your reason for liking it best i mean we all had our reasons you know like i like the other wall better that was in california because of the simplicity not both these were simple but like i the one down there i voted for because i could take that wall tweak it couple different ways and build it tomorrow here in my climate zone and it works you know um so everybody kind of had their and that was the thing that's why there was such a spread of judges and and they pulled the audience too for the final two points and so you know it's one of those things where you got a variety of people kind of there's a variety of wall it, it, it was just it was kind of a little bit more real life because there's just so many ways of looking at it so that's really how the judgment came down to is just what, what do you like best? What, I mean, what, what's, you know, it could be as simple as like me, you know, Hey, I could build this wall. I, I, it's, I like the assembly. That's why I voted for it. You know, other people really like the retrofit because it was a retrofit. So this, this yeah. is not a foot race. You know, it's not like there's a clear yeah. winner or loser. It's, it's like, a, a you know, almost, there's almost an art element to it or there's probably a better term than art but um there is there's a kind of an artistic approach to it or just uh, i guess design thinking you know it's your designers are gonna have different weights on different criteria and different preferences and at the end of the day uh there may be no objective score between two of these i don't know but uh it's pretty every I think every industry should be taking this playbook, this uh, wall, sweet wall assembly, and 
and just copy, just use it as a template for their sector. So I don't know what the equivalent would be in like the machining sector, but they could come up with, you know, the next satellite part. How is it going to be made, you know, or whatever, and get a bunch of industry executives, reach out to shop teachers and say, here's the yeah. competition Run for it. a network. Yeah. Totally. Every industry should be copying this template right now. Like this is an awesome template. That's and how many kids are so much smarter about better building now? I I couldn't have done this on my own, Matt. I'm not sure if you'd have been comfortable doing it on your own. And then mag, you know, scale that up times the hundred of, I mean, not hundred, but you know, the bunch of other teachers who participated. Um, plus, that's not even counting like the the people on the sidelines who are like maybe in this pot in this com on this panel right now or just listening to it or what following it on an instagram from a distance i mean it's re it's really smart move yeah that's a good point man i mean it and i had people message me like hey they're doing this next year like i'm just uh i, I want to kind of like ron i want to build a house in the future i'm you know like a just a building science kind of enthusiast or follower but you know not a builder not a teacher but I want to build a wall and I think I have a good assembly. So, I mean, the common layman is, you know, learning this stuff, which is the whole point of building better customers, right? You know, even with our students, not everyone's going in trades, but they, you know, have a better understanding of, you know, what vehicles they should buy or how a vehicle should run or how, why they should buy this house or this house or, uh, when I repair my house or my car, why well, I should do this, you know? So yeah, you're right. I mean, J Travis and Joe and them started something pretty good idea for fun. And then Connor really tweaked it down to something. Uh, well, he put the teacher spin on it, I guess, you know, you could say, I mean, the grading, grading wise and stuff and really organized it well. And I mean, we're already talking, I'm on an email thread with all these judges already talking about what you know what's in it for next year like let's you know one one of the ideas i threw out early on before before this was over was hey next time why don't we do a retrofit competition and set parameters of say budget and you know everybody starts off with the same problem it's like we have this house this residential house this is what the oh, wall yeah. structure this is what the wall structure is what are you going to do with this budget, which budget we may have to tweak because of where, you know, Chicago to Taylorville is a big deal. New York to Barbercheck is a big deal. I mean, there's differences in budgets, right? But, um, but everyone starts off with the same problem, kind of like we would for a student. What are you going to do to make it better? Go. Totally. I you know what? What I loved about it and why I'd like to see other industries copy it is it wasn't like I've done some competitions hosted by industry before that are like video contests where you show us, you know, showing off your program and different things like that. And sometimes you participate these and you get your students involved and you really get no follow up or no, you know, anything um, of substance. But this was like. And I don't know how sustainable it'll be or how much it'll be scaled up or down or whatever, but the price of admission was right. The um, networking, you know, like uh, like one thing I that really welcomed me into it 
was, you know, at the start, they're like, I remember watching one of their startup things. They're like, and you can network with the, with the sponsors, with us, you know, like have the, have your students have the conversations. Um, and I, that was a very welcoming vibe. And, and that's just it. It just like the building, having that expertise. Like, I, I think that the teacher of tomorrow is not going to be the holder of knowledge. It's going to be the curator of knowledge. So you're just curating. And, and that's kind of how I feel my job in this moment. Now, anyways, I'm, I may not be the expert, but I'll, I'll curate and I'll schedule a time with Matt Bloomquist with my students so that he, you know what I mean? And I'll, you know, sprinkle in I'm going to watch the show myself. I'm going to pick the highlight reel and I'm going to distill it for you. Um, just like you might want to watch the highlights of a sports game and not watch the whole game. Like that's my role is to give you the information in a short, sweet, condensed, and I'm going to curate it all for you. And the, the network that's there and the content they create, they, they created content while hosting the competition next year. I have stuff to go off. All those wall assemblies are all case studies I can print off and say all right students evaluate this with i mean it's just just a great win all around yeah and as it. judges we were able to put notes on there that are color-coded so we knew who they're from and some people were just putting notes that had nothing to do they're like hey the way you connected to the floor change this or change that even though it's not part of the competition that we're judging we liked all this because the students did such a good job and even Barbershex isn't on there, even though Barbershex was hand-drawn in these little scale model things. Um, I mean, it was very easy, easy to understand from these pictures what was going on. Like, um, like I said, you know, most of these were either like an AutoCAD or a SketchUp drawing where Barbershex had the um, hand drawing, plus he actually had little, I don't know, balsa wood models which was really cool. I mean, you could easily look at it and say, okay, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I could make, well, you know, when I talked to the students, I'd say, okay, this is great. I love that. You know, they're going to, if you know, they're going to like this, this, you know, so it was, and we were able to, on this program that Connor put together, we were able to put all these notes. So these, this little feedback right here is like, I, I comment on one was, oh, I like this detail, but maybe if you use this, it would have cost way less just in the building price, you know? And, and for me, who is actually building a house with students, like I'm really looking for that detail or that, that feedback and stuff. So yeah, Barbara checks, right. Like not only did you get to participate, but a, you got to, well, it's like when you do a feedback session in your class, you know, when everybody puts their art project on the wall and the teacher critiques it all, you not only get to see what they say about yours, but you get to see what they say about everybody else's and yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just sitting there watching. It. <laughs> like, I was taking it like as as a teacher builder. Everybody, I was taking it all in, man. It was. I, I, I I'm glad I was a judge in a you know kind of in a selfish way because, man, alive. I kind of got a free education along with everybody too, and I got to see all the behind the scenes stuff, which got even more information for me. So, it, yeah, I'm very thankful that they, I got to be on the judging panel and. And it was a great honor. I mean, to have my name tossed into that mix. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like, you know, it's our little celebrity world in the building science building industry. This is the, awesome. the element I'd like to see considered. I don't think it would. I don't know if it'd be sustainable or or efficient. So I'm not I'm not proposing it as as a 
uh, improvement more so as, a, as an idea. I'm, I'm kind of stewing over it still. But it'd be really interesting to see the student to a level of student to student interaction or maybe a student presentation of the wall. Because um, that's that to me right now is the only maybe not like I see that they put together their write ups and stuff like that. But it's it's weird to me and I don't, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. It might be what makes this work in a way. That it's hard for me to tell that students did this. Like, oh, I get you. You know, um, like it's not. I, 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 I don't want. I don't want this to come off as a as a like a harsh critique. It's more of an observance. It's interesting to me that like when most contests are like student generated, um, you you know that it's like the video contest where the kid has to be on film. And you know they they do they have the awkward student stance, you know what I mean? Or it's like the um, the gallery is the industrial tech ed, you know, Skills USA, where it's more that student. Uh, you just know, you just know from the pictures and everything else. This is like um, like you could tell me people put it together, and I guess that's a statement of the caliber of work that you tell me like. Um, adults professionals that you could i could look at this plus what they put together last year i want i don't think i'd be able to tell you right out of the gate which one was student generated um and and i think and it's just weird for me to see all of this and not have besides just through written format the interaction like the interaction with the students seems minimal um yeah well, i mean i don't want to say that Student, they did student, student like interaction. What's that? Oh, I was gonna say, even if they did like the present, you know, like presentation with like um, screen recording, PowerPoint, like going through the slot, you know, going through each picture, talking about it. Like I get, I get what you're saying too. Like I, I like here's maybe you're right. I would never be able to tell the difference between last year's and this year's if there was no names or anything to it but which is, the, which is a cool thing yeah but it's which like is, maybe if when the judging was going on it would have been what i think would have been cool and this would have scared the crap out of me as an instructor so maybe i wouldn't like this idea but it also would have been a cool opportunity for my gabe student or an everyone to have like a student rep on from the wall yeah and, and they had talked about, and I think they, they, they threw that idea around Travis and Connor were, and I think it was just one of those things where I think they're getting to the point where it was like trying to do too much, like totally. And and the and logistics, I, yeah, that was on the radar that I can tell yeah. you that, that, was, that idea was on the radar. And, and I totally get the logistics of that. Cause you got time zones, you got like. Like if you'd have told me, hey, you need to have Gabe lined up at this time, I'd been like, oh my gosh, you know, he's got basketball, he's got to take care of his mom, he's got to do the, you know, what I mean, like, it, it would have been another uh, possibly prohibitive uh, criteria. So I totally, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, and a California kid would have been like two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yes, right during another class. Yeah, yeah. So, so make so. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with my original. Like, it's not so much a suggestion for improvement, but just more of a thought experiment, out loud idea uh that i'm still wrestling with but it was it was just interesting to see like wow there's none of that like awkward student teenage hormone stuff going on in any of this you know 
<laughs> and you got to remember too, some of these high school kids that went through this, like half of the half of the eight was high school students. The other half were, or you know, freshly college students. A, a few of these guys are architect students, like. Steve Basic's yeah. son was on there, and I mean Thomas, my former student, barely beat him, and I think that was only because of cost it was the only thing that kind of helped because their walls were so it was like big brother, baby brother, like I mean, it, or actually it was probably more like cousin cousin because his was like a T stud wall but doubled up for like passive house and stuff, and um, but yeah, like. But also, I think that too, Matt, you know, like I said, the fact that these were so good is probably why we only had nine cements out of potentially oh, because sure. there, there would have been plenty. I mean, you and me are teachers who think this stuff is cool, interesting and gets into it. But there's other construction teachers who maybe are just getting into this. It would have been like, whoa, what? You know, I mean, like the first time yeah. we ever it came across our plate, we would have been like, yeah, wait, what? You want me to do a competition? against potential architecture students away, no right? I'm not putting my kids right. into that. So, but I think- I time, What set the hook for me was the opportunity to basically rub shoulders with thought leaders in the industry and put my, put my students in that realm. The, the networking is what appealed to me. Like I knew that uh, our, I knew our application was gonna be unique and not, super compatible with the constraints of everything else. I knew that us not being an architecture program was going to be, um, we were going to be like sending in pictures of scrap wood, uh, balsa wood models, not, you know, this, this some of the nice sketch up stuff. But I also knew that they were accepting of that. Um, and so it gave me an opportunity to present a challenge to my students that that was really kind of like a little bit of an underdog element and get them the, but it also get them the exposure to the network to uh, super, super influential people in the industry and in the sector. And, um, and that's, uh, that's what like, you know, like I did a CAD on shape competition. They hosted one and it wasn't just for teachers and students. It was just for, general on shape users and i did it live with my students uh and i shared the file with them so they also did it too and that was pretty cool as well but it was crickets in it in the response and in the feedback like we still i still haven't heard that and i knew it, i knew it was another over our skill level kind oh, of yeah. challenge um but it was cool for the students to see me being tested it was at the fringes of my on shape ability so it was definitely at the fringes of my students um but i wanted them to see this is you know this is how you stretch your comfort zone and then also it was a challenge where i needed them to show up to bat by hopping on my file and helping me with a few things but there was no resolution. This feels like there's resolution and the connection and networking is what makes it super, very unique and awesome of a challenge. Yeah. Again, I really do think that every industry should be copying and pasting this. Uh, it's a short term, low commitment, good exposure um, template that basically exposes your industry. All those sponsors now have how many students interested in possibly working for them. Pretty cool. 
Yeah, or buying their product. That too, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and you know what? Like you say all that too, Matt. Like for me, that's kind of why we built the house we the way we did. I was like, okay, I love what these guys are doing. I would, you know, not like I want them to be my best friends, but um if I build the way they are building, and I, I started told Jake and Steve this. I said, I love what you guys are doing. I want to do exactly what you're doing. You tell me what to do and I'll do it. And, and, and you know, on a selfish side, I knew this also puts my foot in the door with them. Sure. As in, you know, as the fact that somebody that they could work with that's going to, you know, heed their advice and, you know, not just be like, hey, you should do this. Okay, whatever. Yeah, thanks for telling me. No, I'm, they told me this is what I should do. So we did it and document. So, you know, in that way, I, I kind of used it, like you were saying, to get in there to rub shoulders with them. And yeah, I, you know, I, luckily for Jake and Steve, they, what was so attractive the way they built the houses and came up with their design details was something I knew I could teach and use and build. It wasn't, it was, I wouldn't say it was out of my comfort zone, but it was something I'd never done that way before. And so it was fun for the do the challenges and things. So that, you know, the house build was my little mini, I shouldn't say mini, it was my big wall assembly challenge to use it as a, you know, the house as a networking platform, you know, way to, you know, get in with these guys, you know, and, and luckily we're in an industry that they love to share and they are so anxious to help young kids in the future that it was, I mean, it, it ended up being, that's, you know, that's why I, I have a re personal relationship with these guys now is because we all have something that each other wants and helps out with. And it's a nice team, you know, it's oh, for everybody in the industry, but yeah, it's, I, I get it. You know, like you said, Matt, it's, it's a, if every industry did this and networked like this and had this competition, I know, I mean, I know like, you know, Barbara or, uh, Ron, you know, there's the solar car challenges and things like that and stuff. Um, I'm, I'm killing but, like, I'm in the, the shell eco marathon mm -hmm. and I'm over my head cause I'm up against college kids. Uh, you know, my students are up against college kids and I'm, you know, we haven't done, we're doing the whole car on on shape. And these kids, they don't even know what a tie rod is, you know, like they can't even get the wheels to turn, you know, but so little by little, I'm like giving them examples, but I got to tell you, it's great. It's great because you're get, I we already got some feedback and they're seeing what they're up against. You know, it's a little bit too high. They could have, there, there should be like a high school category, but it's still great to participate in these competitions. And it's funny to me. I totally agree with you guys. Imagine if every business sponsored some sort of high school shop class project, they could solve so many problems and come up with new ideas that they didn't think of and plus the community exposure. So yeah, if anybody sponsor or any business is listening to this, please get in touch with your local shop teacher because they got the talent just sitting there. You know, and they could do something with it. And that's what a shop teacher does is the application of ideas. We should uh Ron, we 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 should design a competition. Yeah. And and then find the sponsors. We could we could let's do it, man. 
Like, you know, like, you got, have you guys seen, like, the Builders Challenge on Instagram? I haven't, but I'm sure you guys, yeah. You know, just at, just as a network of teachers, I think we could do a pretty good job of designing a competition that is, um, I think there's some, what do you call it, like, when you put basically design intent behind lesson planning, universal design learning, there's some fancy acronym behind it, but just like with CAD, you know, you want to be like intentional with your design work so you can go back and make revisions easily. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. I think with, with education and lesson planning in schools, um, there's a level of that. And I think that's where some of these other competitions that I've participated in, they've missed their mark. This, this wall assembly hit it really well. I'm impressed by it, especially given that, you know, they're coming from a non-education background. Um, some, some of the competitions, like, I don't, I don't know for sure about this. Would you say the Shell Eco Marathon's on the same caliber of the Shell Eco as uh, Baja? I would, I would say, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, yes, yes, and that's the problem. Is that I don't, I don't think they understand that there's so many levels entering. Uh, but you know, Baja has to be very rigid because yeah, with, you know, yeah. So yeah, and, yeah, and that's a cool that's a cool opportunity. Those types of opportunities are awesome to offer to students. And I, I'm not saying let's take those off the table, but it, it is you know one of the deciding factors was like I was really on the fence with this. Like I'm I'm really redlining just basically everything right now uh, with all the projects I got going on. And one of the deciding factors was it's only for three weeks. Like oh, it was quickly released. Yeah. I was like. Time. Yes. I was like, yeah. I can get my students behind it. And then if, yeah. if they don't bite or they bite crappily, it's just, for me, it's only going to be three weeks of misery, you know, not a year, not. Yeah. And what I'm wondering if there's interest in, and again, this is just, I, you know, talk, talking and thinking out loud uh, and hashing it out before like pinpointing uh, an actual solution or action plan. But if we do like design like three week challenges between a network of us teachers, put a little bit of hype behind it and then told the sponsor, you know, and then brought the sponsors on board in a way we're kind of at an advantage because we've designed the challenge to work for us as educators. Mm. Um, and then the sponsors don't have to do as much and maybe hopefully they would give more. I, you know what I'm saying, Ron? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. I, you know, why not? Because it's uh, it sounds funny. This is gonna sound funny, but like at some point in time, like we're the experts. <laughs> like there's no one. We can't wait for Superman. Like you know, like sure. yeah, we are the educators of the world, <laughs> and like we can't wait for like somebody to fix it. It's just not gonna happen. <laughs> you know. So yeah, it's like funny. you know. It's funny you say it that way, Rob, because whenever like Travis and them told me I was going to be a judge, and I was like, I'm I like, all right, you know, I was like, oh, I'll do it. But, you know, like I said, I felt underqualified. And Travis <laughs> is like, dude, you've built, the, you've done these wall assemblies with the students. How are you not qualified? You know, yeah. and all right, oh, yeah, 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 okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, building science wise, but you're right. Like, sometimes I have to stop and I don't know, maybe we're being humble or something, but you're like, Imposter. We, we know, but like just that calls it right. Like ask us. Like it's it's like because 
it's like when administration changes things. It's like, do, did you talk to the teachers? Did you ask them? Like, why would you change that? Like, this was working perfectly, and then you changed it because yeah. the wind blew in Connecticut, right? You just <laughs> yeah, yep. yep. We're we're used to that. We're conditioned and maybe not think it sometimes. And yeah, you're right, Ron. It, I I've called it imposter syndrome. Where I used to like my handle was even the imposter teacher for a while because that oh, sit, yeah. you know that sensation is prominent. You know, of am I qualified to be teaching this? Which I've overcome a lot of that. I think that just comes with time and experience and like clout building, I guess if that's the right word. But uh, but yeah, like so there's this builders challenge and I've, I've had a hard time following it on Instagram, but it looks like what they do or like on discord, there's a 3d printing group and every month they host a new challenge, you know, 3d print something related to video games and the constraints are usually really simple. And then people just post their pictures and then it's just a gallery and it's just kind of like a friendly competition. And yeah, I'm just wondering, it'd be kind of tough with all of our content areas being all over the place, but we do have the social network in place where well, if we could like- the, the virtual makes a lot of this possible, you know? Yeah. Um, Barbara checked one of the things me and uh, Dietrich- Yeah. Justin, like we, we talked about it again, but on my schedule just wasn't gonna work with finishing up this house. But what we were gonna do last year um, we we're going to do it springtime, but of course, you know, we all know how that went. Uh, we were just going to do, because he's down the road from us. We're all in the same conference. Um, we we're going to do like a dog house build challenge. Yeah. And, and what we we're going to do is we we're going to wrap it up with, you know, I don't know, maybe has come up with a voting system, whether it's Instagram or communities vote, what, you know, whatever, just something for fun. And then, and then we we're going to sell like raffle tickets to each, each one and raffle off the the dog houses and the the proceeds we're going to go to our local humane society shelters like there's one of those things that's a win 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 for everybody publicity fun little competition get the kids involved you know and and so i mean we were just going to do that between us but i mean it could be something that simple amongst the whole freaking world i mean it what it, it's you know, like, I, I like it. I like the idea of us coming up and, and, and these sponsors, you know, getting sponsorship. I don't know if you caught Travis or Connor talking about it, Matt, but dude, those, this was happening and the sponsors jumped, jumped on board. Like, really? yeah, this wasn't, right, like yeah. They, this wasn't like they went and got all these people and like, did this. this is one of those things was like, Oh, you guys are doing this. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Like one of the sponsors jumped on the night of us presenting the competition. Like he maybe, was in the crowd and it's like, could at some point explain the structure so that how yeah. do they make oh, yeah. it open? And so people see it, you know, like weird things happen. Like I have a drawing of a, uh, a, a number five Roper Whitney hand punch for sheet metal. And it's a drawing on Instagram. And then that was a couple of years ago, maybe more than that. And then they got in touch with me and they said, oh, can we use your thing? We'll give you credit. And I said, yeah. But then they never did. So it's like, it's weird how sponsors flow through. I don't know what, you know, I'm, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. Milwaukee told it that for me. They asked if they could use a photo. They, they didn't do it. Well, actually, I, I guess I've had a few of them. Huberwood, 
Like, and sometimes they, they, they tell you that it may or may not make the cut or oh, whatever they're working okay. on, but it's um, usually it's just, Hey, can we use it? And of course, you know, yeah, I don't care, whatever. But yeah, does anyone do a skill traction? I mean, and, and really it's one of those things where, you know, like say barber check, whatever it is, says, you know, say you get Harbor freight behind it. Once you get, it's kind of one of those things. Once you get one player in the game, that's yeah. got the yeah. out, then they all come running. And that's kind of, that's kind of how it happened. I think for this wall 16, they, they got a couple of the big, big players that they knew were going to kind of jump on. And as soon as they hit, then it, it, it all, it, you know, the floodgates open. Does and, anyone do and here's the other thing. anything that has to do with students? Everybody's all for. So yeah, say totally. it's for the kids. Yeah. Does anyone do, do uh, Skills USA? Hmm. No. Hmm. I just curious. I noticed a lot of their stuff went virtual this year, and it, I'm kind of curious to see because one deterrent that I've experienced when I've looked in Skills USA is one: there's like membership fees and dues, and that's just always like I'm always just like maybe it's because I'm a millennial, but it's like oh, you know. <laughs> and then, um, and then the other is you got to travel with these kids, and it's like. You know, it's, and then I got, so then it, either I'm volunteering that time or I got to set myself up as a schedule B faculty and that's got to get approved. And that's, it's like a big deal. And it's like, I don't, and then I got to line up there traveling and then it's like, you know, and yeah, it's kind of yeah, disappointing because like our school is so small, we can hardly fill a basketball team, but we're fucking married to the idea of having this basketball team. So we like, you know, force these kids to play basketball. <laughs> Some, it looks that way sometimes. And I'm like, no, we should be pursuing these more individual sports or these challenges like a skills USA or something like that. I just curious if anyone, uh, what their experiences was with it. And then if they got to participate in the more virtual competitions, but, uh, I do like this idea of us, like, I'm just curious, like, what do you guys think? Like, if we if we had to decide right now on a comp, this would be this is going to be a crazy thought experiment. You ready for this? If we had to decide right now on a competition that we would participate in between our cohorts of students, what would it be? I don't know what it'd be, but I feel like it has to have multiple. It can't just be wood. It just can't be metal. It's got. It's got to. It's got to bring in. It has to have like three separate things: three D printing wood, metal. I, you know, like three things out of eight things. It has to be right. It, it, it multimedia. What? Multimedia. Like multimedia. <laughs> like I, I don't know what the competition be, but it just because a it brings in the creativity. B it brings in knowledge of something else. B, it maybe brings in another class inside your school. Like, so my class would be working with the ag that does the welding and stuff. Like, like the mobile classroom. Like my my students worked on it. I'm granted, I don't not saying every yeah. school should go build a mobile classroom, but you know, the ag kids, you know, worked on it. My kids built it, like my intro kids tore it down. Like it, it brought in a lot more. It, it wasn't just my students kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? I guess I, I like the multi media idea like uh ju just because it doesn't pigeonhole into just the wood shop class or the metal shop class or maybe those two shot those two shop classes or students from each one or maybe you have a student takes both classes and you know yeah i don't know yeah. what do you like think i use around us does like a land air and sea challenge so they have like 
the land robots, the underwater robots, and your drones. Do you do that, Duke? No, I was I was uh, gonna get into it, and then this whole thing got you know shut down with COVID. That's like uh, so they didn't have it this year. I do we do the Sea Perch? We, that's an underwater robot competition. They're just doing it all virtual this year. But like same thing as the TSA Technology Student Association, we do that as well. But my kids like the hands-on stuff, so they're not offering the hands-on stuff. They're digital photography and. You know, um, she have like the the promotional, like the they're doing like screen prints, but they're not actually screen printing. They're doing like the designs for the screen print. It's all digital this year. My kids were just not into it. Uh, we're heavy like into the robots, but there wasn't any robots. Plus, the, the rules for the school, the competitions, are the clubs just opened up like a week ago. So. What do you think, Ron? What would what would you if we had to decide right now? What do you think? Well, you'd just... I I like stuff that you gotta break or test. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so and and I like tight stuff like criteria. So like, I think what um, maybe Bloomquest was saying that you choose one house and may and then they like I like the baselines the same. Uh, you know, for me, the, it was, if it's, it's a little bit wild to compare like some brownstone in New York city to like something in Kansas or whatever, you know? So like, you know, cause like you're going to get, it's a wild outcome, you know? So something that has like some sort of control and then the variable is you're trying to make it better and something small, smaller than a shoebox, and something you can break and weigh. Uh, I do the flash. I don't know. <laughs> Does this make any sense? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I mean, yeah, it makes good sense. Cause think about it. Like even with my idea with the multimedia thing, you could take guidelines that you, you know, let's say example, you're building your bridge, right? In, in physics class, we all had to build a toothpick bridge. Mm. Okay. Well, instead of toothpicks, now you can choose out of five things to build your bridge. Mm. What, what, you know, and it has to fit these requirements, you know, this size, weigh this much, uh, this long, what this yeah. tall, like it has to fit all these requirements, but you can use that, let's say five different material. You got oh, yeah. five, you five use... materials to choose from. You can use three of those. Yeah, that's interesting. But it has to fit inside that criteria. And one more piece to the puzzle, which I is hard to do, very hard to conceive of it, is to... You can't let them outspend each other. So, like, let's say they build a bridge out of titanium. Yeah, of course, the rich kids are going to win. <laughs> you know? So, like, what I do with the flashlight challenge is I say it's not the brightest flashlight. It's the lightest flashlight. And so there's a minimum with the light because we measure it with a lumen meter. Then there's a minimum drop five feet. It's got to turn on and turn off. That's like a requirement. And then put that thing on the scale. And that's where they're fighting and ripping things apart and trying to figure stuff out to get it to weigh less. So they're not outspending each other. So if it was because every kid's like, I'll make it the brightest. I'm like, yeah, because you're going to go buy a battery that's more powerful than the other kid's battery. 
That's not what I'm asking you to do. I know you can go buy a battery, you know? So if they could somehow not outspend each other, I know that's tough to do. So no, that's a valid constraint. Those I do that constraint with just all the projects in the shop, just because it's they gotta have that reality check check. Yeah. And I think it'd be cool if we're just building on this thought experiment. I think I think it would be cool if it was like a short term style competition, you know, there's this long just because yeah, you gotta if do they have a year, they take a year. If they have a week, they take a week. Like it, yes. it's kind of cool when you sprint through something. And yeah. then if you have if it flounders, you're only suffering for oh, so long. That is the word. That's the Silicon Valley word. A sprint. They call yes. it a sprint with product development. They you know lately I told them that. I told Silicon Valley to use the word sprint. Um <laughs> <laughs> they probably got it from a shop teacher. The <laughs> is the funny thing is that's what they're talking about now is this lean startup thing is that they don't want you to even like they're talking about a one week sprint. And that what they'll do is they'll like everybody gets a hotel room and then they they don't stop working until the end of the week when they got something to deliver to deliver to a customer. A sprint. Yeah, as you're right. Like if you got an unlimited budget and you got unlimited time, you are not going to finish. Right. Over design it and you're not going to show your customer. Yeah. And then I, I then the other cool thing, if we're building on this thought experiment, it would be really, really cool. And this would be really, really a uh, creative challenge to, to make this happen, but it'd be really cool if it solved like a current problem. So the most recent example I'm thinking of is I watched this happen on TikTok. I feel like I watched history live on TikTok and it was, some kid it was a kid teenager uh i don't know what his connection was to somebody with parkinson's but he realized if you have parkinson's i guess one of the symptoms is like a shaky hand i don't know much about this stuff i just the most i learned about it was watching this whole story unfold live like and without journalism like these were actual the humans behind the scenes creating this story and he's like hey guys i 3d i three i just 3d printed this design that uh, for a pill bottle that if someone's with Parkinson's or having a seizure, they could dispose these pills while their hand is uncontrollably shaking. And it would just make their life easy. It would solve a problem. And other tech talkers, they call them tech talk, you know, that are more into tech and 3D printing caught wind of it. And they're like, hey man, like one of them was really good at patent law. He says, we're, we're gonna help you get an, an, like an open source patent on this so nobody can feel it and lock you out from your own design you know what i mean and he's like well i want it to be available to the general public and they're like no 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 we got you we're gonna make sure it's still available we're just gonna make sure that no one can lock you out from your own design oh, so then they got cool. he's got patent attorneys going up to that through tiktok he's got another person who's like hey i see your design but there's one more thing i want to improve upon and he, he started and he had 3D printers. So he started 3D printing. So I'm watching it kind of like similar to what's happening right now on this panel. But all these people and and they this thing happened, this this improvement to the world just showed up through wow. a bunch of people messing wow. with each other on TikTok. And it was it was just a really cool thing to watch. And I'm surprised I haven't seen any journalism on it. Like part of me wants to like oh, put on my journalism I mean, hat and dig deep and interview these people and write the documents. Don't hold your breath. 
<laughs> but um <laughs> what's the name of yeah, it? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> what's the name of it? <laughs> but uh Oh, I don't know. Uh, okay. I'll see if I I can track down. That's all right. I get the idea. Yeah, uh, totally. And message like, yeah, it to you. But my point is, I tell that story because what? Yeah, but see, that stuff's tough to do because usually when you think of those problems, you also think of the solution. Mm. In a lot of ways, so it wasn't like a problem that had competition behind it. I yeah, guess. I see what you're Just saying. Right. Dark. Yeah. Mm. I mean, even like a, you know, sometimes you can even do simple things like make, come up with a, you know, maybe they design their own, uh, uh, you know, uh, phone case or something like that. Right. Yeah. And then this way, like, you know, the phone case maybe has, uh, oh, you know, it'd be a nice one would be like, all right, come up with a way to enhance the speaker situation, you know, like a phone holder that you put it down and the speak. So whoever can come up with the most decibels but it weighs the last least so then yeah you have, then you have a performance to weight ratio uh you know and that that's, could a, be that's a good one yeah that's a good one and then you then you are open to multiple mediums wood metal plastic you want plastic yep. cast it in in uh you could cast it you could do yep. whatever yeah and it would be, it'd be, I guess that would be a good like manufacturing challenge. And that's, that's actually a good like way to frame it when you think about like what manufacturing challenges are out there, because then it does open it up to multiple mediums. It does keep it small. It does make it breakable. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and yeah. somewhat objective too with your criteria. Yeah. The decibel like one would work. Thing and try and break it, you know, <laughs> if we did that, you could get like your sponsors could include um basically all your material suppliers lumber pla metal you know yeah. uh, but then also you, you know there may be some tech companies you could get into um sponsoring you as well uh incorporate lighting smart lighting smart devices you know there's maybe maybe that's uh yeah phone accessory sponsors i'm just trying to think i'm just thinking out loud totally all these drawing programs oh yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but like barbara check said before that that presentation component is nice too because yeah. you know kids really did the work and then they have ownership to the product. i love that i, I yeah you want to hear from the kids you know and you know what would be cool and this is piggybacking off of ron's crowd grading model idea is if um there was a way to uh, make make the designs that say we all did this. So we got a pool of five designs and we make it take the name off all the designs. And, and then my students would judge four designs and Matt's students would judge four other people's design. You know what I mean? And our yeah. students would it'd be like the gallery walk, they call it in other classrooms, you know, where, where they're inspecting other work. But I find that to be a very growth inducing activities when students can look at something and evaluate it. And I personally like the idea that it's a little bit external and remote because I don't I don't know if it's because the small town vibe or whatever, but like I found internal competition to get a little bit toxic. But if it's external and distant competition, it's like a lot better 
it just go it just plays out smoother for me you know it's that that's in the dna everywhere it's like it's we're right now we're live i'm talking to you and it's recording so i'm i'm here <laughs> you know what i mean we, you know and it's like and we have a set time and everybody's showing up type of thing but if it's if it was like yeah, yeah, yeah i'll give you a call you might not even make the call you know so like yeah, like there's a certain amount of pressure with public that makes it, you know, much more everybody's present. And that's what even Joe Rogan would talk about that. He's like, yeah, he's just having conversations with his friends. But because there's a set time and they record it, now it's it's happening, you know. So, you know, it's I agree. Yeah, if you make these things public, even you're right, even like having a small competition at your high school should be public because – at least then other people can see it and then the kids know okay i have to show up i have to have this thing done and they will force themselves to finish it you know yeah but my my point is like external even external like not just not so much public versus non-public just this just the style of competition um like we could do this external competition and not publicize it and it would still be better for me than doing internal competition. Um, it, it just, I don't know. I, I, I think it's cause my kids have been stuck with the same kids forever. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, like my cohort of students, when you look at them, like I have to remind myself like, Ooh, like Abby's been with in the same group as Gabe for 12 years straight, eight hours a day, all yeah. day long. You know what I mean? And they've been through two breakups and now they're just friends. You know what I mean? And, and, and somebody's dating somebody else. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that person's mom. Well, and also that, on that, that too. Dad. What's well, that? well, the other thing too is after a while, you, you kind of get tired of beating or being beat by your the same people like okay yes. you know right because like, i'll i'll do like competitions like okay who's going to frame this wall the fastest which group well okay the bragging rights are great for five minutes yeah the data, and then what you know the data pool is small then you can predict who's going to win already which becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy for all the students that don't think they can win you know what i mean like so yeah, I guess I, yeah, that's a good point. That what's attractive to this for me is it does enlarge the data pool uh, past the point of just predicting. Oh, Gabe's gonna win that again. You know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. that's a great point. That I'm glad you said that. That helps me understand my understanding. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, like. Um, yeah, I yeah I know what you mean. I mean, we had some surprises with our competition. People came out of nowhere because you couldn't outdo even if someone's into it. You you like the normal A student, the the B student or C student or whatever, like the the kid that doesn't win normally, they would win because they would get out of the box, you know. So out of the box. Sure. Kid, were the ones that won you know in the but but i also have like an overcrowded situation so there's they're mixed and matched all the time we get new kids like oh my god like it must be so different from where you're teaching because we get new kids that literally just got to the country the year before and then we got kids who 
have been there and then left and went back to their country. So it's like, it's a wow. war. Yeah. Not a lot of kids have been there the whole time. Like from, yeah. from kindergarten to 12th grade. Yeah, see, like our classes. They, yeah, they, they may get two new students through their whole school career. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. So and cool. when you say class, you like one grade. Yeah, like from kindergarten to graduation, they mainly they may gain or lose, I'd say, an average of three students th oh through your whole kindergarten to graduation. Like amazing for us, you know. I mean, I'm part of Barbara Checks probably the same way. Like, mm -hmm. there's not a not, it's not like every year you meet new kids that that happens no. very rarely. In fact, you know, I don't right? think I'm teaching a new student this year. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> It's totally every, every student. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's not like a new student in class. Like if there's a new student, the whole school knows about a new student. Like it's not like, oh, we got a new student in English class. No, there's a whole there's a new student in the high school. Oh man. It's yeah, like, the I'm one, I'm one I'm one exit away from Jersey. We I get I get new kids every marking period. Yeah, all the time, right? Like a rotating door. And then they're saying everyone's moving in from Jersey because of the COVID. COVID. So I'm just waiting. We could, but they're probably still going to the school they moved from because it's online. Yeah. Well, they oh, they moved from like Ron's town. They're probably still taking his classes. But like next year no, when they have to go sure. physically. Like, I'm teaching kids that went down to Mexico. They're like still taking my class. <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious. But the, the 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 but this is the thing: the East Coast little pocket, the New York City East Coast. That's the end, the gateway. Like everyone enters there or Florida. This is like a gateway point. This is like a big entrance. You know, it's an international crazy place. You know, it's just everyone's here. You could get anyone from any walk of life is here. You know. But anyway, off topic. The competition. We got to come up with a way that it crosses all the things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we we got we got one. We got a night. We we sprinted one out in a yes. way. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Phone speaker, multimedium, short term. Uh, yeah, I like that. Decibel yeah. test, uh, break yeah. test. I I uh, like that one because it's like an engineering one, but it's also a material one, and it's this big. It's. You know, so you can't fuck yes. it up. Like, like passes the shoebox test. Yeah, even if you spend some time on it, it's not going to ruin your life. It's it's this big. <laughs> you know, I like that. So this is low, low cost. You could just mess around. You could you could break it and still rebuild it one day later. You know, no big deal. You know. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna end the recording here. We can hang for a minute or two. Let me just see. It's getting kind of late. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening to Shop Class Podcast. We spun around a million topics. It was great. All right. We're here every Wednesday. And uh, oh, and then uh, Blue Class, you'll let us know when they're going to come out with the video for the Sweet 16. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on that and I'll try to put that in the email or whatever and yeah you okay. know or if we post up some new videos on the youtube i can send something out but usually it usually takes a day or two for them to get it posted no problem awesome all right i'm gonna end it now
Ok. 